Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up, everyone? Thank you for listening to the podcast to get to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking in the outdoors, the podcast that asks fellow hikers and outdoors people, how has nature, hiking, the outdoors changed you, and how are you changing the world around you? That's right. You are listening to episode one of season five of the Hiker Podcast. I have to thank our sponsors. Um, of course, Kanak Outdoors, makers of the carbon fiber cork trekking poles, Sawyer Products, and CS Instant Coffee, as well as the many different companies that work with me on my Instagram and on my socials, on my YouTube channel, Andy Films and Hikes. Um, I'm, I'm blown away by all of them and how much they do for me and how they make the show possible. Many of you guys know last season was kind of our shortest season just because, um, well, Things went crazy for me, <laughs> and I took I took the summer off, and we are back. I'm excited for this season uh, of conversations we'll be having, not just with hikers, but outdoors people, and we'll be touching on some really some, some more some more um, in depth topics and conversations about the environment and, and representation and best practices and and just how how hiking has changed people but really getting into how now people are changing the world around them with, with advocacy or or you know whatever it's 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 this has been a really cool journey so thank you all so much for following along with it if you don't follow me on the various social media networks you can follow me uh, at andy films and hikes on both the instagram and um i'm also on um what you call it the the the, the the clocky thing, the, the ticky talk, the ticky talk. <laughs> I'm on TikTok as well. Um, not on Twitter. I'm kind of on Twitter, but not really. So you're not really going to find me there much at all. But anyways, uh, very, very excited about this season. If you all want to, um, I don't know, hear more, uh, contact me, uh, that sort of thing. Hit me up on the emails, Andy at hikerpodcast.com super excited about this week's episode we have chelsea mccurdy on the show a queer plus size hiker who advocates for body positivity health at every size and joyful movement um we, we've been friends on instagram for a while we both have worked with columbia sportswear she's doing awesome and amazing things uh in her space uh, on her on her platform especially on tiktok i mean she's the way she's pumping out these tiktoks i'm just like i'm like how do i, I can't keep up i can't keep up while also hosting trips and getting in the outdoors and just being funny and hilarious. So without any further ado, my conversation with TikToker and hiker and just all around awesome person, uh, Chelsea McCurdy. We're Sawyer. And since 1984, we've been creating technically better solutions for peace of mind in the outdoors. Why? Because we believe everyone deserves to be safe. We believe nature wants to be explored. We believe industry standards should be exceeded. We believe nonprofits deserve some of ours. And we believe the outdoors is a place for community from the backcountry to the backyard. We're more than an outdoor company. And we believe a thank you is due to anyone who supports our products. Because of you, we spent a decade teaming up with over 140 charities in 80 countries 
bringing Sawyer water filtration systems to people in need all around the world. You help us aid refugees, disaster zones, and life-saving efforts around the world, perhaps without even knowing it. So thank you from everyone here at Sawyer. Together, we are saving millions of lives. What's up there, hikers? I am so excited to have the TikTok star that many of you know, Chelsea McCurdy, on the show. Many of you know her from her viral TikToks and Instagram posts talking about hiking and mental health. Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm great now after that intro. Thank you so much. I just made me feel like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for what you do uh, for the hiking community, for the, the plus size and extended size uh, outdoor community. So just tell us about yourself, who you are, where you come from. If you were to run into somebody on the trail and just meet them for the first time, what would you tell them? I would say, hi, I'm Chelsea. <laughs> um, I, I'm a plus sized hiker. I actually am pretty new at hiking. I'm kind of still a beginner. Um, I started around 2021 after quarantine was going on and I was feeling kind of like everything was awful all the time. And um, I'm from Arkansas, so I grew up in the natural state where things are always outdoors. Every, everyone here is into outdoors. So I grew up in the, in the woods as a little girl playing outside and hiking with my family. And then somewhere around quarantine time, I was like, why am I not doing that? I'm not allowed to go anywhere else. Let's go outside. And it was kind of like I felt stuck, like I didn't think my body could, could do that or handle that. And so I just started watching videos on TikTok and seeing people doing it anyway. And I was like, well, I could do it if they can do it. And I was totally right. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what happened to me. And that's that's my favorite thing now is to be outside. It makes me so happy. So you quarantine, you're waiting around, what, what can I do? You find hiking on TikTok, you start doing it. What was the first, like, what would you say hike you went on? And what was that experience like? Hike you went on that, you know, since you really discovered hiking in 2021? Well, it was a whole adventure, actually. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Because I, I, mean, I grew up in the country, so hiking was just going into our backyard. So you didn't really have to pack anything. I just didn't even wear shoes as a kid. And then as an adult, <laughs> 30 years later, it was like, oh, yeah, let's just go do this. This will be super fun. Well, my, my friend Shelby, who's one of my hiking buddies, we go out to uh, the Ozark Richland Creek Wilderness Area in the Ozark National Forest. And it's like a beautiful fall, spring type feeling day, kind of like 70s. So we're dressed for a 70 day weather. And um it's a pretty long hike. It's for a beginner, you know, it's about three and a half miles in about four miles then about four miles back out. And it's a kind of an intermediate advanced hike, but we didn't know that we had no idea what we were doing. And, uh, we go, there are all these different terrains. We're having the best time. We're taking all these pictures. And then at the very end, you reach these two twin waterfalls. And we're so psyched because like, this is cooler than anything we've ever seen as adults. And, to get to these two twin waterfalls at the very end, you have to kind of shimmy your way across a rock face about waist deep in water on a very slippery ledge. And um, my shoe slipped. I went all the way backwards up over my head into the water with my backpack on. And it wasn't a big deal. It was nice 
breezy, warm day. But as we sat by that waterfall, it started to get dark and temperature started to drop. And then I started to shiver and couldn't feel my toes. And I was like, oh my God, are we going to die out here? We still have to hike back four miles. Um, we ran those four miles practically because by the time we got back to my car, it started to snow. And um, that was a very important first hike for me. I learned a lot of good lessons, like um, always pack extra socks in an emergency blanket and always pack a little bit heavier than you expect you need because you never know how long you're going to be stuck out there with wet clothes and when it might accidentally snow, especially in Arkansas. You can't predict that here. So um, that was our first major experience on maybe like our second or third hike, the, you know, our first real hike out into the wilderness. And um, I would say I learned quite a lot that day. I just learned it snows in Arkansas. I had no idea. Oh, goodness. <laughs> It's similar to a story. I, I, I had a time where I went out hiking and uh, my trekking pole failed as I was crossing a creek and I was uh, completely soaked in January in the mountains of Oregon and it's a half hour from sunset. And it's like, after that, I learned you bring emergency socks. And oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, had, I had to run back as well. So you had that experience. So what about that made you say, I want to keep doing this? <laughs> right. That doesn't sound like something that anyone would want to go back and do again. Well, I'll tell you, because we filmed the whole thing, right? We were so excited. And all of the clips from the beginning of the hike, before I went headfirst into a river, um, I'm smiling so big. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And we, you know, I have kind of a bad experience with exercise. And I'm someone who's in eating disorder recovery and exercise bulimia recovery. So like, Usually moving my body is not something that I do for fun. It's something I do almost as a punishment or like, you know, as a way to, to become smaller. And I remember that day thinking like I wanted to run. I wanted to like climb and leap and scream. And I was laughing the entire time. It was like my inner child was on a playground again. And the playground was the entire back country, you know. And I kind of learned this lesson that moving your body can be joyful and it doesn't have to be a punishment. It doesn't have to hurt. It hurt that day, but you know, that wasn't on purpose. It was just such a unique experience that I had not felt since I was probably in the fourth grade. And it, it, it changed my entire outlook, especially after being stuck at home in quarantine for so long, I was just overjoyed. So you, you filmed it and this likely I'm assuming led to a lot of what you're doing now you're filming a lot of your hikes and you're putting it out there and you're 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 very prolific on, on TikTok and Instagram I wish I could keep up with you I can't I try um I what, feel that way, uh, that way about you <laughs> <laughs> I just put my camera on a tripod and, and hop around the forest <laughs> that I tell people. it's so joyful what, what, it's so joyful I try what about all that though like what made you think I want to film this? I want to put this on Instagram because being a, being a plus size person as well, it, it's very vulnerable. And you said, you know, you for so long we're told to make ourselves smaller, whether it's diet culture, exercise culture. We're, we're told to make ourselves smaller. We're told, you know, don't put yourself out there that your your body isn't right. Um, we're told all these lies, and then you go and you do this, and you want to not only can you know make yourself you know louder and bigger, but you want to make yourself be seen on a huge platform like Instagram or TikTok. What, what, what was the impetus of that? Well, 
So actually, <laughs> there wasn't like a starting point. I was so uncomfortable having a camera film me, um, I wouldn't watch any of the clips. So what happened was Shelby, my hiking buddy, she started filming me because she said, every time I try to take a picture or a video of a waterfall or a tree or whatever, you're out in the background doing something absolutely crazy. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just having such a good time. And so then she started filming me while I was hiking and not telling me about it. And um, we would get home from our hike and she would show me the clips and I'd be like, mm, I don't want to see that. Please don't show it to me. I, I hate my body. I hate all of this. I don't want to see myself. And then after a couple of months of seeing this, she kept doing it, you know, just, she just was relentless. <laughs> and, um, after a couple of months of watching myself and not putting it on the internet, I was like, you know what? I don't actually hate myself at all. I look so happy and I look so damn capable. Like everything I was doing, I was shocked to watch myself in the third person. And I was like, look at me climbing up that rock. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I wasn't afraid. I can't believe I was having such a good time. And it kind of gave me this new perspective on myself of like, I don't, I don't think I look fat or gross. I don't even notice that. I just think, wow, she looks so strong and so happy. And then I thought, if that's how I feel watching my own, you know, B-roll that I won't post anywhere, imagine how someone else would feel if they could see their body type being represented outside, looking strong and capable and super happy. And that's where it started. Um, I just felt like it should be on the internet, <laughs> even though before that I wouldn't even show my body past my, my collar of my shirt on the internet. Like I, for, for a year on TikTok, I didn't film below the face. I can so relate to that because when I first got into hiking, I, I was the same way. Everything was, was chest up. Like I could, I wouldn't do anything below. Um, and, and it's weird. I didn't actually start getting like, any traction on on instagram or anything until i started like being vulnerable like okay here's a full body shot and all of a sudden i was like whoa what's going on here people are like liking the vulnerability they're liking the the openness about being in the outdoors and and being open about my body and history my history with body dysmorphia and and uh, eating disorder um but with all all that said what was it like to actually go out and and, and begin to post this stuff and be vulnerable um about it what what was that thought process like thing like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be vulnerable i'm gonna do this consistently and really take it seriously because there are people who go and they, they, they post on tiktok and instagram and it's like yeah they, they they do it and it's great you know they, they're showing their friends and people around you know what they're doing we're taking this seriously to another level to where like you know brands are paying attention to you now what brought that on well, the process was, first, I was absolutely terrified. I was so scared to post my body, um, especially because my body is so different than it ever has been before. Um, I have loose skin. You know, I people comment on my body all the time. And I used to, I used to preface every video and pin a comment at the top that said, please don't make comments about my body. You know, this is super scary for me, and I'm being very vulnerable to do this. And... You know, if anybody hate will be deleted and blocked. Like I used to always have this disclaimer going. And now three years later, I just don't care. But um, 
I think the first time I actually showed my body, I was just so scared. And then give me what, six months in and suddenly I was posting my naked butt on Instagram. And I was just like, what has happened to me? How, how have I become so, so nonchalant about bodies when I have spent two decades in therapy and eating disorder recovery and never made this much progress. And it was like this blatant self-love that just blossomed out of hiking. I became, it felt like I was being healed like by nature and also by myself. And then we just kind of, it just exploded. And then I started to try to make videos that were also educational, like how to pee in the woods, um, how, you, how, to pa- how to pack for an emergency, how, you know, learn from my mistakes. And I tried to make them silly, but also educational, edutainment, if you will. And that's whenever brands started to notice, like, there's actually some some depth to this content. And then from there, it was kind of like the vulnerability becomes intoxicating. People just want more and more because you don't realize how many people out there are looking at you and relating to you that you that they've never said it out loud. They've never they didn't even know they needed it. And then once they see it, they're like, oh, my God, it's kind of healing their heart, too. And it's like you realize that you're you're so not alone in everything you were worried about and all the things you hated about yourself and how scared you were to be authentic or to show the parts of yourself that you don't usually show people. And the more of that you show, it's kind of like <laughs> the more you bleed out on the internet, the more people flock to that because so much of social media is inauthentic and it's not true. And that is the one thing I try the, the hardest to do is to be real on the good days, the bad days, all of it. The the body hate days and the body love days. I'll post a thirst trap one day and the next day be like, oh, I'm so gross, you know, like, but I'm still trying to be transparent because I just, I feel like that's the most important thing. That's what people gravitate toward. That's what people crave because there's a lack of it right now on the internet. And that's one thing that's very appealing about your content, about what you post on Instagram and, and TikTok is it is very very vulnerable not only do you talk about hiking and and your history with um, eating disorder in your body and, and, and the vulnerability there but you talk a lot about your own personal life and what you're going through on a day-to-day basis and not not getting into that but just what why why would you do that like it's so so many people are like <laughs> they, they keep everything separate you you put it all out there what you're going through and it's very relatable and it's like wow like this is you're you're being kelsey's being real here you if and you maybe you probably do hold stuff back but what is it about putting it all out there has become so appealing to you not only from hiking and outdoing your body but your, your personal life and what you're going through at the everyday i mean you even do like vlog style tiktoks of you know you made your coffee you did this and then you talk about struggles with relationships and, and friendships and why why do that <laughs> um I feel like my answer is going to be so disappointing and I'm so sorry ahead of time, but my answer is I don't know how not to do that. Um, It's like, I don't understand how to keep it separate. Maybe I have a little bit of a boundary issue, but then it's like, I don't, people are like, Oh my God, you're so vulnerable. You're so honest. You're so transparent. How are you able to do that on the internet? And I'm just like, how are you not? because I don't know how to do it. I I am the worst liar in the entire world. Like I can't lie to save my life. And when I when I'm talking about my day to day, 
it's kind of like if I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a low energy day, I can't fake it. I want to, but I can't. So it's either don't make content at all and disappear for a couple of days or just put all of it out there and be completely honest. And at first it was a little scary because it felt like it felt like I was almost betraying something like you, you know, you should keep everything separate. You should never tell people the struggles. But then it was like, once I started to do that, I felt like I could fly because something about shame is that it keeps you stuck. It keeps you in this terrible place of trying to be perfect. And we all know with eating disorders, that's one of the things that, that holds us back the most is this ridiculous idea of being perfect all the damn time. And I am not. There are a couple of things I don't talk about on the internet, but <laughs> most of them I do. And it's kind of like, if you don't like it, then I, you can always just keep scrolling. But then there are the people who reach out to me in my, in my messages on Instagram and in TikTok. And they're like, thank you for talking about this. I thought I was alone. And then I realized I also thought I was alone. I felt so weird talking about it. But the more people gravitate toward that and come back and tell me that they feel less alone, I'm like, good. And that makes me want to keep keep doing it because we have felt so alone the last three years on this planet that I'm tired of it. I'm sick to death of feeling alone. And now I have this huge community behind me. And I think the transparency is so important. And I think that, like, so yes, I don't have any other way to be. It was scary at first because I'm like that in real life, like with my my in-person friends, I'm kind of just a person who's going to word vomit and tell you everything that you don't want to know. And on the internet, it's a little bit more curated, but it's, it's still there. I've cried. I've, I've peed on the internet. <laughs> like, what have I not done at this point? I just, I just don't know how else to be. And with that vulnerability comes the inevitable criticism. Um, there are trolls, there are people out there who, not only trolls, but there's like, I call them the toxic fit, the fitness bros and the Instagram diet gurus who really think they're helping. Like they really think I'm going to save this person's life or there's the trolls who just want to. I mean, I had someone on Instagram the other day tell me to hike up to the top of that waterfall and jump off and hit my head on the rock so I'll die. I mean, that's the kind of vitriol um, plus size and fat people deal with when it comes to the outdoors and in Instagram and TikTok. Um, it's nasty and it's gross. How do you, on a day-to-day level, because you put yourself out there, so the trolls and the the haters are going to come. How do you put that in perspective and and deal with that on a day-to-day basis? I'll be honest. Like, I haven't been getting as many hate comments recently, but last summer when this started to kind of blow up, it was like when things started getting popular. And I started working with bigger brands and they started sponsoring content or, you know, um, pushing it out for me. So it would reach a different audience than I was used to because my audience is mostly women who, you know, are also plus size. And um, it went out to like NASCAR people and the toxic fitness bros and all of these people not in my, my normal audience demographic. And the comments were absolutely foul and they were all day, every day for weeks, like just a constant barrage of just, Oh, look, Bigfoot, or, you know, she really must trust that tree that she's sitting on not to break under the weight of her giant body, you know? And I at first was so upset because I had just started and I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. 
And I had also just lost 200 pounds. So I was actually feeling very strong in my body. And for people to be like, well, you're disgusting and a huge monster. <laughs> I was just like, wow, um, you really can't win. And so for a couple of months, I got really upset about it. I would, I would talk and complain about it to Shelby. I would delete and block, delete and block, report, report, report. And then suddenly I just stopped and I was like, you know what? I don't care because I'm the one in the forest laughing and smiling in shoes that I didn't have to pay for and having the best day of my life. And you're at home behind a keyboard hating on someone having a nice time. I cannot imagine that. I cannot imagine going to someone's page and just being hateful about someone having a good time and smiling. That takes a really sad, hateful person to feel like that about someone else, another fellow human being. And I just kind of realized that it's not worth my time. It's not, it's not anything I give a shit about. <laughs> so sorry, but I just don't care. And um, what does bother me is that if, if someone in my audience who might not be where I'm at mentally anymore or not there yet would read those comments and it would affect them thinking, well, my body's the same as hers or I'm, my body's bigger than hers or whatever. And then reading that comment and saying, thinking, well, that's, that's how they'd see me as well. That's what starts to bother me now. But I think that's a sign of growth. Now I'm more protective of my audience. And I, I just, it took a lot of inner strength and a lot of inner work and a lot of self-love to realize that I do not take those opinions at all into my heart. And something Shelby likes to say is we do not take criticism from people that we would not take advice from. And if I don't want your advice, I sure as hell don't want your criticism. And it means nothing to me anymore. I really like that statement. We don't take advice from people or we don't take criticism from people. We don't take advice from. That's really good. Also, you know, hiking around, having a good time and shoes. I didn't have to pay for. Well, that's a very, <laughs> very, very, very good point. Working with brands, though, um, the outdoor industry it, it is changing slowly. What has your experience been like working with? I mean, we, we, we both worked with Columbia. We've been featured on, on their Instagram. Um, what has your experience been like working with the outdoor industry as it, as it deals with being a, a plus-size person? And what are the changes you're seeing? What else would you like to see happen um, moving forward to get not only more gear and, and representation, but just encouraging all bodies to be in the outdoors. My experience so far has been honestly really positive. Um, yeah. Like you said, Columbia has been super supportive and I just feel like they have a good team working in the background for their media and their plus size representation. I just feel like we have someone in our corner and, um, one of my first videos, the one that got terrible hate comments was actually about extended sizes through Columbia on TikTok that they pushed forth into their audience. So we had a bunch of different, you know, demographics looking at, at my content and, um, they stood up for me in those comments. And, um, I was, I was so shocked by that because I was just thinking, you know, we're, I'm nobody to a brand that big. And this, this year I did the same video and I was already prepared, you know, for the comments. And um, I was pleasantly surprised because all of my my people came and just annihilated that video with love. And then um, 
all of the, any hateful comments that came through, I never had to see because Columbia got rid of them immediately. And I was just so pleasantly surprised because I felt like I had someone, like I said, in my corner. Um, the only thing I do notice in the, the outdoor industry with plus size brands or brands who are working to be more inclusive is that um, sometimes inclusivity is not well-defined. So, um, you know, like a two X is not inclusive. A three X is still not inclusive. I feel like you need to go up to a six X in order to be considered completely inclusive and to welcome all bodies. But I know that everyone is slowly changing and slowly making their way there. But I know it is a long process because we're working with decades of, of branding and how a business has been run for so long. But I'm, I'm looking forward to more extended sizes because sometimes I don't want to promote a brand if they're not going to include everyone in my audience. I want everyone in my audience to feel like I've got their back and like I'm here to find brands that are going to fit them no matter what their body size or what their fitness level is or how they look or their gender identity. Like I want there to be options for everyone. And I know that's super idealistic and I'm, I'm not a marketer, I'm not a retailer, but I'm hoping that in the future, everyone can work toward extending until everyone feels included. That's the, the main thing I notice. What has the process been like as you've, like you said, Columbia, you know, they, they, they had your back. Um, what has that process looked like um, on, on a day-to-day level as you're getting, you know, more and more offers, you know, you get more and more, you know, brands reach out. How is it like deciding which brands to work with? You have you have this big brand like Columbia. They're you know one of the world's largest outdoor apparel outfitters, um, and then you decide to work with them. other smaller brands. Maybe what does that process look like if someone's like looking to be like, I want to maybe work with brands, but I don't even know where to start. What did that look like for you to to, be, to begin to decide I'm going to work with them and not them? Um, because you do once once you start getting success on, on on social media, your inbox starts filling up. You're like, oh gosh. I don't know who's who. And obviously with like Columbia, you know, they're a big brand, you know who they are. And like for myself, I was already wearing them. So it, it was a no brainer. Um, I, was, I was wearing cause there was nothing else I could wear. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what's the, what's that like? Because there seems to be this commodification of, of people. It's like, once you find some success, everybody wants a piece of it and they want, they want to essentially use you to a certain extent. Um, how do you decide which brands to work with? Well, I actually at first did not understand how to choose, you know, and I made a couple of mistakes working with terrible brands that were either trying to scam me or wanted me to pay for something up front or whatever. Now I have like a vetting process I go through because you're completely right. Your inbox starts to fill up and then you'll have like an empty couple of weeks and think, Oh my God, did I fail? (laughs) And then it will just explode again. And you're like, Oh, there it goes. And so, um, first of all, I think, Uh, first I do my research. Like I want to make sure that they are a good company who is putting good out into the world and who is trying their best to be inclusive, who, who uses plus size representation in their models, who is inclusive in every way, form and fashion they possibly can be. And then from there, if you're an influencer or creator, content creator, you need to know your worth because, you know, this is a job. This is, it, it has become a job. And so I I ask what their budget is. I want to make sure that they're dedicated and committed to paying the people who are doing, putting in the work for them. 
And at first I felt so awkward and so, I don't know, high and mighty for asking that. But then I realized that, you know, you have to know how much you're worth on online. And also as a human being, like I also have a nine to five job. I also write for a freelance magazine. Like I'm, I'm a busy person. And so my time is worth some money. And then I also like to make sure that they're, that whatever brand it is, is, is they give me the feel goods, you know, um, that they make me feel like their social media, that they're trying, that they're doing, they're putting in the work and that they listen to their content creators, that they allow me to stay true to my brand because that's, that's the whole point. I, the reason that I'm at all successful on the internet is because I stay true to who I am and to our brand. Like I'm not going to promote something that goes against what I believe um, or a brand that wants me to say a certain script about, you know, this product I've never, ever tried. I'm not going to do that. If I, if I, if there's a product on my social media, I have personally used it and I personally approve it. And if not, I will be completely upfront and be like, I'm just trying this for fun and I have no idea how it's going to go. I think that, that allowing a creator to be honest and give their actual opinion is so important because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to my audience. I'm just not gonna do that. I I don't believe in it. And I think it's important for people who are representing the plus size community to give their honest opinion on how things are going, how clothes are fitting, how well they hold up. And um yeah, Columbia is one of my favorite favorite things to wear. I it's ridiculous. I'm a walking advertisement now because it's all I ever wear because it's comfortable. <laughs> yes. I had someone at the gym not too long ago asking, he's like, I had like a Columbia bag and Columbia shirt, shorts, a hat on and shoes. And they just sarcastically asked like, what are you sponsored by Columbia? And I'm like, well, actually, yes, <laughs> I am. Sorry. And they look at you like, what you? It's a, it's a funny, funny thing. Do you think that I know for me, it's, it's been very helpful seeing other plus size folks online with with different brands and so you know what what works what works for plus size people in general what doesn't you know what to try not try that's how i discovered gregory and i now work with gregory um do you think that having this stuff online on instagram on tiktok on youtube is a net positive for not only the industry but for plus size the plus size community in general I definitely do. I think like, you know, we've, we've got Jenny Brusso from unlikely hikers. If Jenny posts something on her, on her page uh, and says that it worked for her, I immediately know that I trust that product because she's transparent. She's honest and she's going to tell us exactly the problems with it and show us the ups and downs and the backs and forths. And I think I think seeing other plus size people be honest and true to themselves and, and tell us how a product is actually working for them and not just trying to secure the bag. Like it, it helps. It's like this plus size litmus test, right? You can just, you know that you can trust that person because they've never lied to you before. And if, if, if they're promoting a product, then you think, Oh, okay, well I can trust that product that they're, that it's a good product. That's actually going to last. Not, you know, my, I'm not going to rip a hole in my, my inner thigh immediately from walking in this because I'm a plus size person. So I do think that it's changing the world a little bit. I think it's changing for brands. I think it's definitely helping. It's helping online shopping for me because 
as a plus size person, that's kind of terrifying sometimes. You're like, well, I don't know. How do I know if it's going to fit? But then if you see someone with your body type trying those same pants on on TikTok, you're like, oh my God, I don't have to worry. I know it's going to fit or I know it's going to work for me. And growing up in a plus size body, trying to shop, you know, with my mother at a mall, (laughs) those were some of the most stressful, crying, sobbing times of my life. And as an adult, it's just like, well, this could have been so much easier, you know, like it just could have been so much better had we had more representation growing up too. And I know that's not hiking related, but it's still the plus size marketing retailer related. And that's so true. Cause I know, I know for myself growing up, you didn't, I didn't have, I've always been in a bigger body, even when, you know, in high school when I was, I was running track, I was still the biggest guy in the team. Even though I could, you know, knock out eight miles, I was still always big. And I have these horrible, uh, I would even dare say traumatic memories of being dragged to the Husky section as a child, get the Husky jeans because I couldn't fit into the regular size jeans. Um, and that, that whole process growing up is, is so traumatic and just to have other people online putting themselves out there, um, you know, even, you know, I, I, I get the, I get the criticism. Oh, you're just a cringy influencer, but it's like, well, it's changing people's lives and other influencers like Jenny Brusa, who you named have, because of what she's done, the path that she's blazed, I'm able to not only find clothes, I, I clothes and gear I, I need online, but I'm able to do what I do now um, and enc- encourage other people. And it's been, it's been an amazing journey to see. Um, I guess my, my, my next question is, somebody who is plus size i i get this all the time they're they're seeing your content they're enjoying your content but they're just like i i don't know if i can do it i don't know if i can get myself out there and they want to get out on the trail what would you tell them well that is actually kind of how i started making videos um that question right there because that's how i felt i was like i can't do this how could I ever do that? It's, ter- it's terrifying the first time. And even as someone who grew up, you know, out in the woods, it wasn't terrifying because of plants or animals or weather for me, because I was used to that. It was terrifying because you feel, especially growing up plus size, you, you innately learn that you are not allowed to trust your body. Your body is not your friend. Your body is the source of trauma. Your body is a problem and it should be fixed. And Taking that body out into the wilderness and hoping it works for you all day is is absolutely terrifying. You know, you're like, well, I couldn't trust it to to buy jeans at you know Abercrombie and Fitch in 2002. So why can I trust it to climb up a waterfall rock, you know, or the, the side of a cliff? And so I started. You start small and you start with a nature trail. Um, or you start where you can walk to your car quickly and easily because part of it is just doing the thing to not be afraid of the thing. For me, it's almost like I have to exposure therapy myself. And the thing that changed for me is that once I got out there, I was like, oh, this isn't terrifying at all. And yeah, my body freaks me out sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if I can trust it. Yeah, I'm going to get out of breath and I'm going to sweat all the time. But once you, once you just kind of accept that you're going to be out of breath and sweaty and you allow yourself to take breaks, you allow yourself to stop when you want to stop without judging yourself for it. It doesn't matter how, how long it takes you to get to the end. There's not a medal for getting there first. And I honestly, that's how Hobbit hikers began. 
because I was like, I, I started telling Shelby, I said, I feel like we hike like hobbits. We stop, we sit, we rest, we have some snacks. We, we like to look at all the bugs and the flowers and the snakes and the mushrooms, the trees. I want to lay down on my back and look at clouds for a little while. So we do that. There is no rush to get to the end. And I think that's something that's really toxic in the hiking community is that people feel like a hike has to be 10 miles up a, up a cliff. And it's like a hike can be anytime you go outside and walk around and take in nature. And it's like a perspective shift. You have to change your perspective and it doesn't have to be difficult. It can just be fun. And you're allowed to take breaks and you're allowed to let your body kind of get used to it. And so I'm about to be in Yellowstone in two weeks with a group of travelers We're all, and I've never met them. They're all from TikTok. We're about to hike Yellowstone and a bunch of them have reached out to me saying, I'm scared I won't be able to keep up. I'm scared I'm going to get left behind. What if I can't finish the hike that we're on? And I just want to be like, I've, what I've done is I've, I've already talked ahead to the, the travel guide and said, listen, we're going to take our time. We're not here to race to the end. And there is, there's no prize for getting there first. And in fact, I would like to go slow because I'm going to be in the most beautiful place I've ever been in that I've never seen before. And why would I want to rush that experience? I want to, I want to drink it in with my eyes. I want to smell everything. I want to touch everything. Like it's like, you don't have to rush. And I think that's something that people don't understand about hiking is that they feel like they have to have all this gear and they have to be all, they have to be so fit. They have to have a certain type of body to do it. And no, you don't. You just have to listen to your body and stop judging the hell out of yourself and just let yourself have a good time. And once you do that, your inner child just gets to come out and play. And it's, it's beautiful and it's so much fun. And I've never had more healing and self-love in my life than after I started hiking and letting myself feel like a kid and to stop judging myself and my body and to stop giving myself limitations. You know, like once I let myself just do the thing, I realized I could do the thing, but you know, it's scary to start. You talked about Hobbit hikers and you're obviously a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. Um, I can relate as, as being a huge Star Wars and Disney fan. I try to incorporate that into my hiking material as much as possible. How is the whole Hobbit hikers thing? got started and what's the what 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 is that you hear you hear you introduce your videos you know hi hobbit hikers what what's what's the story behind that it it just happened (laughs) i did not plan this at all um we were shelby and i were on a hike and i like i said we were we were it was kind of like each each hike we went on we would learn a lesson like uh Shelby would, we we learned to bring cooling towels so we wouldn't get too hot. Or we learned to take breaks because the first couple of hikes, we were both trying to hide how out of breath we were, you know? And we were both, I mean, I remember specifically one hike going up a set of stairs, those outdoor stairs. And both of us were like trying so hard to pretend like we weren't dying. (laughs) And I was like, hey, you know what? We're just going to both die. How about, how about we both just stop and breathe really loud together? And so we did. We were just so, it was just, you know? And after we did that, it was like, what are we so afraid of? And I think it's growing up as plus size people, you know, you try to hide those parts of yourself because you're embarrassed. You don't want to be like health shamed and letting ourselves not be ashamed of what our bodies needed, which was rest or more air or a snack or whatever. 
it like opened up this whole new world. And that's whenever we, I was like, I feel like we're just hobbits, you know, like we're just taking our time. We like to eat. Hobbits are, they're known to be a little, a little plus size. And it just like made me start to realize like it was super, not only was it cute and fun in my little special interest bubble of Lord of the Rings, but it fit perfectly. It fit everything I felt. I wanted, you know, hobbits have a love of things that grow and I'm going to stop every 10 steps to take a picture of something on the ground, a mushroom, a plant, whatever. It's my favorite part of hiking. I'm actually out there to find the plants more than I am to actually hike. And it's, it's kind of like a means to this end of this special interest that I have of, of cataloging things. And, um, then I started talking about it on the internet. Like I like to hike like a hobbit and everybody was like, what does that mean? I was like, Oh, you know, slow, steady, take time to smell the roses, bring lots of food. And then it, people were like, no, I relate to that. That's so nice. And you know, it's, it, it rolls off the tongue so nicely with, with a little alliteration there. And it just started becoming a thing. And people were like, well, I want to be a hobbit hiker. And I was like, are we the hobbit hikers now? And I guess we are. And then um, once I started working with a couple of brands, I was like, oh, should I, should I make this a thing? And um, I started using it as a hashtag. And I think it's somewhere at like 70 million hashtag views on TikTok. I don't know. I haven't checked in a long time. I forget all the time. I forget all the time that I do this professionally. <laughs> I'm just having a good time. Um, but yeah, and then I make, I, I decided last year, um, because of you, actually, I saw that you were talking about your taxes and how you file as a model now. And I was like, do I need to worry about my taxes? And I talked to some friends and they were like, yeah, you might actually need to worry about that. So I actually started my own um, business, the Hobbit Hikers LLC. and um, I learned how to do my own taxes. I learned how to do all of this business stuff. And now it's, now we're traveling the world. Now we're going to Yellowstone where the Hobbit hikers are going to take on Yellowstone. And um, we're also going to go to Costa Rica in December. And I'm just like, how is this my life? <laughs> how did I just, how as a Lord of the Rings nerd who liked, who grew up outside in a plus size body suddenly is taking people on trips because they also want to be hobbits together. I, you could have told me this a year and a half ago and I would have laughed in your face because that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it's so fun. And I think that's why it got so popular because it is so fun and it's just, it's just something you don't expect, but it fits perfectly. It just fits perfectly. I, I love that so much. And I love being able to, to wrap up, you know, my fandoms and passions into to hiking as well. And I will say, Taxes are scarier than any mountain lion or tiger or bear out there. They're very taxes are very scary when you're a freelancer. My goodness, <laughs> yes. scares the crap out of you. Like oh, I don't want to do anything wrong. Ultimately, closing out. How has looking back in the last few years, how has hiking changed you? Hiking has made me so much more confident because. And not just like physically, not like, oh, my body. It's not even about looking at myself and not hating what I'm looking at. There are still so many days I hate what I look at, like you were talking about with body dysmorphia. But mentally, I feel so strong. And I think that's something that a lot of people who are plus size do not like to talk about because it is something that we all have experienced. It is traumatic. 
we don't trust our bodies. And just like if someone invited you to a movie theater or to a restaurant, you're like, oh my God, what are the, what's the chair situation going to be like? Are there going to be lots of stairs? Am I going to have to pretend like I'm not out of breath going up these stairs? It's, it's, there's so much thought that goes into behind the scenes of being a fat person. And when I started hiking, that's what I was worried about. I w- it was like I was embarrassed to have my own body and have it react to being outdoors. And then once I did it, I realized I did not care anymore because I was having such a good time that I didn't care. And now I say yes so much more. Like I say yes to everything. Um, For example, this weekend I was invited, not like this past weekend, I just got home to go on a boat party on a pontoon with 11 strangers I've never met in my life. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. For a couple days I was like, okay, let's, I was online trying to find a bathing suit that would cover up my entire body from head to toe. I was deliberating, like, do I need to wear leggings? And it was just ridiculous questions. And then I realized, no, I don't because I can trust myself. I know what I'm capable of. I know that once I get there and have a good time, I won't care because I've got this like year and a half of experience of seeing that every time I put myself out there and just trust myself and let myself be happy, no matter what my body looks like, no matter what I'm wearing, people love it. People gravitate toward it because I'm being myself. And so I let myself do that this weekend. I wore what I wanted. I had a great time. I wasn't nervous about crawling back up into a boat and thinking my body wouldn't be capable because I knew it would be. And it's changed my confidence level to the point that I can just now go out and live my life without thinking, without, without thinking of limitations all the time. I can just, I know I'm capable of almost anything. So no matter what the invitation is, I'm now like, why not? Why not? Why not me? Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your story. If someone wanted to, follow you on the various social media networks or see what you're up to, where would they go? Um, my TikTok is <laughs> what would Elle Woods do? Because I have a slight obsession with Legally Blonde. And um my Instagram is underscore what would Elle Woods do underscore because I got I was a little late to that game and someone already had it. <laughs> so that's awesome. Delzy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story about hiking and how it has changed you and what you're doing uh, to affect the community, not only the plus size community, but hiking community around the world. Thank you for having me. This was such a good conversation and I'm just, I'm so proud of what you're doing as well. So thank you. Thank you. Big thank you to Chelsea for coming on the show and just being awesome. Y'all make sure you follow her on the various social media networks also big thank you to our sponsors one you did hear at the top of the interview i forgot to prep you all for that sawyer products and of course kanak outdoors and cs instant coffee the best instant coffee on the trail all the information for them can be found in the description of this episode i'm super excited about this season of the hiker podcast we're going to be going through not just more conversations with outdoor persons and hikers but just talking about um some more in-depth stuff so Look for that this season. If you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, Andy at hikerpodcast.com. Don't try to DM me. I probably won't see it. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Truly am very sorry. Um, but 
yeah i'm super excited for this season of the hiker podcast and everything that's going on if you like the music you're listening to uh go to the link of the description of this episode and you will find a spotify playlist which has just all the songs i put on here i license my music from musicbed.com this song is called begin again by andrew judah you can check that out on spotify listen to it there with the lyrics this is just the instrumental version of it and yeah if you want some uh, music for your creative endeavors go to musicbed.com and this is not sponsored Uh, i just really like the website guys make sure you follow me on all the various social media networks at any films and hikes i'm also on youtube Um, just go to the link in the description episode you can find me there or search Andy Neal in YouTube. And uh, with that, guys, um, again, big thank you to Chelsea for coming on the show. And make sure you follow her on the TikTok and all that jazz. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Hiker Podcast. Podcast.